And MLM Rebel is a new breed of network marketer, smarter, truly independent, and free. MLM Rebels wage war against the soul-sucking corporate world and against network groups who would rather preserve doctrine than helping people get results. MLM Rebels recognize when the world changes and changes with it. MLM Rebels don't believe in duplicating things that no longer work and would rather work without a safety net than within the confines of one. MLM Rebels are only involved in opportunities that give everyone an equal playing field instead of a top-heavy one. We don't care about the sacred cows of MLM, we don't care about the industry, and we do not care about the way it's always been done. We care about people following their gut. We care about people being able to quit their jobs now. We care about people being with their family instead of their boss every day. We care about people being with their family instead of their team all day. We care about people living free. We believe a truly free networker has multiple streams of income. We believe a truly free networker's creativity isn't shackled by their company's contract. We believe a truly free network marketer actually knows how to market and that they run their business like a real business. MLM Rebels prioritize faith, family, business, sacrifice sacred cows, build their own empires, never rebel against each other, and change the world. MLM Rebels know they are not confined by doctrine, not stifled by the past, and know they are one business away. My name is Zach Spear, and welcome to MLM Rebels. Hey, what's going on, guys? Zach Spear. Welcome to another episode of MLM Rebels. Today, I want to chat with you guys about some thoughts that I just had this morning about selling um, com- your company's products through a sales funnel. So we had a sales, uh, excuse me, we had a uh, episode about this uh, a few days ago, and I wanted to share with you some new thoughts that I had this morning while I was uh, kind of getting ready and things like that. And um, I think it'd be pretty exciting. So if you guys found value in this, do me a favor. And um, first of all, leave a review and a rating. That'll be super amazing. I know a lot of you are starting to do that. And I'm very, very thankful for you uh, for doing that. Number one, um, if you leave a review and a rating and you want us to review your company's compensation plan, uh, we will do that. We'll make an episode and a video uh, going through your company's comp plan and telling you how it it works, um, as well as probably giving a little bit of our personal opinion on it, and um, uh, it's not going to be—it's not going to be biased in any way. It's literally going to be, uh, this is how it works, and then at the end we'll probably offer our opinion. Uh, and no, no episode do we are we ever going to say, hey, your comp plan sucks and ours is better or nothing like that. You won't even know what comp plan we're a part of. Um, but if you leave a review and a rating, we will do that for you if you want us to. Just make sure you leave that in the review. Um, also, if you leave a review and a rating, we will send you a copy of our uh, free plus shipping funnel, which is the funnel that is featured on ClickFunnels in their mother funnel as one of the most effective network marketing funnels. We're going to give you a copy of that so that you can suck it into your account if you ever choose to use it. Um, so hopefully that's a good enough bribe. Also, guys, if you want to join the conversation. If you want to know how to make sales funnels extremely effective for your network marketing company, you can join the free but private group at mlmsalesfunnels.com. It's a private conversation group where we, uh, us and our team are sharing strategies that are working for them right now using sales funnels for the MLM business. That's mlmsalesfunnels.com and I'd be happy to do that uh, to add you to the group. Sound good? All right, sweet. So let's chat about um, using funnels for selling your company's products. So if you want a base layer of information, go listen to the episode just like three or four or five episodes ago about using funnels for your company's products. And there's kind of a base layer foundation for that. Uh, I think I told a couple of funny stories that maybe I shouldn't have told, but um, there is some good stuff in there for sure. Uh, So use that as a base layer, pause this, go back to that. And then once you're done, we're going to come back to this episode. Okay. So if you haven't listened to it, go, go do it now. All right, if you're listening now, I will assume that you have the base layer foundation from that episode, and I'm going to talk to you about today. So 
uh, I'm going to talk to you about some new stuff today. So if you think about a, uh, a sales funnel from the very beginning, so whenever we create a new, uh, a new funnel, um, we have to think about something, a few things really specifically. And the, the actual building of a funnel is the last thing that we do. It's the easiest part. It takes... <laughs> two days maybe if you're starting from scratch two to three days once you know what you're doing of course and um, it's such the exact opposite of what people do when they're first getting into funnel building they or, or, or using these strategies you know they usually um, they'll build the funnels for week or weeks or months and it's like the that's the very least important part because a lot of this a lot of the strategy and the techniques have been figured out I mean they're not that hard the hard part is creating a proper offer and targeting to the right people that's the hard part and honestly, that's not even that difficult either, but that is the hardest part if there is a hard part. And so um, we're going to talk about that right now. All right. Now, so when you first start building, when you first start building a funnel, you need to identify who your target is. Who are you trying to attract into your world? And you're going to try to think about your best customer. Okay. So who is my best customer? Now, if I am trying to attract a distributor that they they have a certain they have certain characteristics, right? If I'm trying to attract a customer willing to use my company's products, or not willing to, but wanting to use my company's products, that might be a different type of person. And can I ascend them into a distributor? Of course, but um, it, like from the very beginning, they're probably gonna have different traits. You know, if I sell uh, if I sell dog grooming supplies, standing in front of a pet shop right now, so I'm just using that as an example. If I use dog grooming supplies, they're going to have different inherent inherent traits than my perfect distributor. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that my dog grooming supply buyer won't eventually ascend it to a distributor, but I'm going to be targeting a different type of person. Does that make sense? So, like, when we would take on a new client in our agency, the first thing I would do is I would take sometimes a half a day, a full day, sometimes multiple days, and get into the head of that perfect customer. First, I would identify who they are. Then I would really get into their head. Okay, I would basically write a uh, autobiography as my perfect buyer, uh, a half a page to a few pages autobiography as my perfect buyer, and then I knew that all of my uh, messaging, advertising stuff had to talk to that person. Okay, that would be uh, that would be the beginning. So the first thing that you need to do with your uh, with your company's products is identify who your target market is, and. You know, if you if you come up with the answer like I used to come up with, like, oh, this can be used for anyone. Anyone, everyone's your customer. No, that's how you waste a lot of money or a lot of time trying to go get your stuff to everyone. That's a really, really big problem. So identify who exactly will spend the most money with you and who is most likely to want to spend the most money with you. So I have a, uh, I think in the last episode, we used the water bottle. uh, I used our like filtration water bottle thing as an example. And as I was uh, getting ready today, I was like, oh my gosh, I I haven't even thought of this right now um, because I was was actually pigeonholing my own mind into this whole company products thing. And I was like, oh my gosh, I would like I would never have thought like this. If this wasn't like an MLM product, like my MLM company's product, I wouldn't have thought like this. If this was like so if somebody approached me like a client, like a regular client and they said, "Hey, I just invented this water bottle thing. Um, it filters, you know, water super effectively and you can take it on the go, blah 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 blah." And they said, "Can you help me sell it?" I would say, "Sure." But I wouldn't sell it the same way that I originally thought of when like I made that episode a few days ago. I would sell it differently. Like this water bottle is like 80, 80 bucks or something. So it's not a cheap water bottle, right? So me selling a water bottle on the front end, I'm probably going to have to spend a lot of money in ads to get a buyer. And most likely I'm not going to make a profit if that's my front end, if that's my front end sale. Most likely if I'm running ads and stuff, if I'm, you know, giving this 
funnel to a uh, to a to a person I meet on the street, you know, that's totally different. I can lead with the I can lead with the water bottle, and that's kind of the example that we took um, the other day. So actually, that would work. But let's say I want to, you know, I want to get this product out there, and I want to, you know, sell maybe hundreds of these things, and obvi- and I don't want to, you know, obviously I can't scale beyond the people that I know to do that, and uh, or I can't scale you know, to that number with the people that I know. And what if, or what if I don't even want to use people that I know, right? What's the best, most effective way to do it? Well, the most effective way to do it is to identify who's my target market. So let's just say I'll use a survival uh, niche in the last episode. So let's pretend that my target market for this particular water bottle is the survival niche. People that are going to be, you know, uh, like they're going out camping, they're buying the prepping material, the prepper material, they're buying like gallons of water and storing them in their basement, they have canned foods and like MREs and, you know, uh, like meal ready to eat, those things. Um, like maybe if that's my target market, am I going to try to send an ad out about my water bottle? Well, probably not because of the, of the economics of the funnel that I just told you. I'm going to probably think about the best bait that I or the, or the ultimate product that I could give that target and do it in a way that is going to get them to trip into my offer. It's called a trip wire. Okay. It's the very first, it's the very like lowest ticket product that you can have. And a trip wire offer is typically fairly hard to make, but if you can do it right, it's a, it's a holy grail. All right. So here's what I'm thinking. Um, I'm going to use the example that I took from a few years ago. I was reading a, a, a funnel book, um, and uh, it was a guy that I don't, even, I don't even know whose business it is, but you know, if, if you know, then give them credit for this. But this guy was marketing to the survival space, and he was giving away um, uh, 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 these like credit card knives or something like that. They're like these little tiny survival knives, so they like were the shape of a credit card, and you could like you know fold it out and it turned into this knife. And he could buy them for, you know, I don't know, two or three bucks, and he could have them fulfilled and sent out for, um, you know, for like a grand total of six or something, six dollars. And so what he did is he's a, he had a free plus shipping offer on these survival knives. So if you know how a free, if you know how a free plus shipping offer works, is generally the the shipping and handling fee that you're charged covers um, the cost of goods sold and the shipping. Okay, so um, like we have a free plus shipping script. Um, it, we charge seven ninety five for shipping and handling. Um, we pay. Um, I think we now pay seven twenty three. Uh, no, actually, yeah, we pay seven twenty three. I believe. Um, for no, it's more than that because we, we lose a couple cents on every one. Um, we pay like just over seven ninety five, maybe like seven ninety seven on each one that we send out. So like, you know, we're losing a couple pennies, but it's really not a big deal. Um, but like overall, the. The cost of shipping that product, having it fulfilled automatically, and the production of the product is covered by the 795. So we, we are really giving it away for free. We're giving away all the information for free, but the 795 is covered by the customer. So that's how free plus shipping funnel works. And generally, you get really high take rates. So a really good sales page is going to convert at like 1% or 2%. So if you're, if you're selling like a $30 product, you're going to get that sales page to convert at probably 1% or 2% if you're really good. If um, you take that same product and you lower it down to like a total of eight bucks, right? Free plus shipping, eight dollars. You're gonna probably get a ten percent take rate. Right? So you skyrocket, like five hundred percent increase on your front end purchase. Now you make no money on it, but here's where the real money comes in. The money comes in in the upsells. And if you structure this product correctly, remember last time I talked about you know the upsells have to be the next thing in the value ladder, um, in the miniature value ladder. The, the upsells will generally get a pretty high take rate. So if I, if I get 100 people 
to buy my free plus shipping script, I usually get 30 people to take up my first upsell. If you run all the economics of that funnel, it, gener- it, it usually generates 1.5 to three times more money than if you just did a straight up sales letter or sales page or a VSL or that's a video sales letter, by the way, or something like that. So what I was thinking is like, oh my gosh, what, why am I trying to lead with my company's products? That's, the, that's kind of the revelation that I had. Like, why am I trying to lead with my company's products? What if I lead with a product that I make up? You know, like, what if I go, I'm not going to do the credit card thing, um, but like, what if, what if, I'm like, okay, I'm trying to target survival people. What if I go get, what if I do the credit card thing, right? I, 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 I go get a credit card survival knife thing, you know, like you can, by the way, like you just do a little bit of homework, you can find this stuff, go on Alibaba or, you know, all kinds of places. You can buy this stuff wholesale for really cheap. So what if I go find, what if I go get this, these credit cards, right? I buy, you know, buy 50 of them just to test it or 20 of them or whatever. Go buy these credit card thingies. I get a credit card survival knife and I lead with that. That's my free plus shipping offer, right? Now, of course, I'm taking that from that other dude, so I'm not going to do that. But if that was what I was doing, like, what if I lead with that and, and uh, you know, it's free plus seven ninety five shipping. I break even on the front end, right? So I'm at zero right now. Of course, I paid some money for the ad, so I'm, I'm, at, I'm at a negative at this point. But my upsells was my company's products. What if my upsell was, hey, you know, now you've got your little, you know, survival knife deal. You know, now you guys are survival knife deal. But what happens when you're out in the wilderness and like, and you're, you, you know, you've got your knife, but you don't have any water? Well, buy this, buy this water bottle, and here's why, and blah blah blah. And you give them all the reasons to buy the water bottle. Now, that's not a perfect upsell sequence because the knife doesn't really relate to the water bottle. I have to think about what kind of product that I would want to, what I'd want to put on the front end. But if I'm trying to target maybe like a camper type guy or a t- camper type woman, you know, they, they're go- totally going to want to buy this water bottle, but they're probably not going to just trip over it and end up buying that water bottle on the first pass, right? They have to be in the buying, they have to be in motion. The hardest thing to do is get a buyer in motion. Once you can get them in motion, you can generally start upselling them really fast. That's why the, these upsells work. That's why you can get 30% of people to take you up on these later upsells. Um, because once they're in motion, they tend to stay in motion. Like to give you an idea, the average cart value of our free plus shipping buyer is, um, I think it's $27, I think. I'd have to double check that, but I believe it's $27 minus the $7.95 for shipping. Okay, so it's about $20 bucks of, of, of like actual revenue that's not going out the window um, to cover the cost of the products. So, uh, like, I think when it's all the math said and done, it's $20 bucks basically even, $20 even. So, isn't that, isn't that interesting? Um, you know, we're selling a free, a free, pl- a free product, and the customer's paying shipping. But for every person that takes us up on the free product and pays the seven ninety five, we're averaging twenty seven dollars in revenue for every single one on a free plus on a free funnel. That's interesting, isn't it? Because some people they're they're buying one hundred eighty dollars worth of stuff. Some people are buying, you know, the majority of people are just buying seven ninety five dollars worth of stuff. But some people are buying one hundred eighty dollars worth of stuff. So when you average it out. The cart value is an average of twenty-seven bucks a person. Every single person, every person that takes up that free plus shipping offer, the average value is twenty-seven dollars. Now, if I'm paying for traffic, of course, you know you can understand how I'm probably not making a lot of money, and we're not with that funnel. Um, but if it's free, you know, if I put that in my upsell sequ- or, or excuse me, in my oh, my my sequences later, all of that is profit. That's just pure profit for us. If I give that to a person straight up, like say if someone says, "Hey, I need a script," say, "Hey, no problem. Look at this funnel. It's free traffic for me, right?" If someone clicks on that from a YouTube video, it's free traffic for me. Um, so hopefully that makes sense. But I just thought of that this morning. I was like, "Oh my gosh, I have to like I have to do this." Number one, I have to share this. Number two, so. 
you don't have to lead with your company's products. In fact, depending on your company rules, it might actually be better not to lead with it, right? Like you might be better off leading with something where it has nothing to do with your company products. Maybe you're leading with something like I just made up. You know, you're leading with this credit card knife thing or, you know, whatever. Um, you know, if you're, if you're selling essential oils, right? We have a client that is... Um, or, excuse me, they're not a client, they're a prospective uh, client, coaching client, that um, they're in the, the oil business. And um, uh, uh, like, like if, if that's their thing and they're trying to sell oils, like maybe they don't lead with oils, right? Because lo- like lots of other people, lots of other people are selling the same thing, but if they lead with something else, what comes before oils in the, in the logical frame of reference? What comes before that? Lead with that, and now you completely eliminated most of your competition because by the time someone trips over your tripwire and they start becoming a buyer in motion, and then they start buying your oils, like you're not even targeting the exact same people, or excuse me, you're probably targeting the exact same people that the other oil people are, but you're doing it in a way, way, way cooler and more effective way. So anyway, this is something for you to think of. Um, I, this is this has got my brain spinning. I can't wait to think about this. I have like two two and a half, three hours worth of like just kind of like stupid execution-y stuff that I got to do today. And I'm like, ah, I'm so annoyed by it. We, uh, I, I tried, I try my very best to delegate and automate everything that isn't like bringing in cash dollar bills to our company. Um, but uh, that doesn't, you know, it doesn't always work out like that. I have probably one to three hours a day of mumbo jumbo to do and I'm working on getting that to zero. It'll probably never be a zero, but I've pr- I probably took it down from if I didn't, if I didn't do what, like if I didn't delegate and automate, um, I probably would have like 12 hours a day worth of crap, like just 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 mumbo jumbo to deal with. Um, but thankfully, I've got it down to like one to three hours a day, which is so good. And I'm hoping to get it down to like zero. It'll probably never be at zero, but I'm hoping to get it like really, 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 really low. Um, so anyway, that's what's on the docket for today. Once that's done, I will be probably hopefully working on this. There's one more thing I got to flush out. So um, I'll flush that out and then hopefully I can work on this. Uh, I got a plane ride tomorrow uh, for like three hours so I can... That plane ride is like... I love plane rides because you're like forced. Well, it depends on if they have Wi-Fi or not, but... Um, Usually the Wi-Fi sucks, so you're kind of forced to do like smart things. You know, like you have to, you have to use like a pen and paper. A lot of cases, um, even if the Wi-Fi is on, like sometimes it doesn't work. So you can't really do mumbo jumbo stuff. You have to do like real stuff, which is what I want to be doing. So I'm excited about that. Um, uh, a gal posted in our group, or not our group, uh, on her on her Facebook page the other day. She said, like, you know, hey, what uh, if you if money was no object, what would you be doing with your life? And I commented and I said, you know, I'd probably be doing something really similar. I would be, I would be in this business. I'd be doing what I'm doing now. I'd be doing this podcast. Um, I would be, I'd probably, I'm, I'm a bit of a tightwad with money. So like when we make money, I usually don't spend it. I'm kind of like, kind of a nerd. Um, so I'd probably, if like money was literally no object, if I knew that we just have jillions of dollars all the time, I'd be, I'd spend money more freely. Um, I didn't say that in there, but that's, you know, uh, I didn't think of it until now. So I'd probably do that. Um, but overall, I'd probably do mostly the same stuff. I'd still run the business, but what I did say is I would, I would be, I'd be, I'd be even further out of the execution of our business and more into the vision. So I'd be, I would be, uh, I'd be, I'd be even further out of like doing the like the two or three hours of mumbo jumbo stuff. Like that would be zero. That would be like perfect. Uh, that would be a zero on the execution scale, and 100 percent on the on like I'm just doing visionary stuff and I'm doing copywriting. Like that's really all I want to be doing. And the last thing is I really love um, speaking on stage. Like the podcast thing kind of gives me like. 
If speaking on stage is like a 10 out of 10 for me in terms of excitement, a podcast probably is like a 4 out of 10. Like it, it's it's fun, um, but it's not like, or not, 4 out of 10 would mean it's not fun. It's like a 6 out of 10. It's fun, but it's it's it doesn't give me the same rush as a public speaking thing does. So uh, I do more vision, less execution. Now I do three to four events a year. Right now we're planning on doing two. Uh, we have one booked. We're going to book probably a second this year, but I'd do three to four events a year. Uh, and two of them would be workshops probably. And two of them would be like humongous, like, you know, like events. Right. Um, and, uh, uh, and in, in, in that, in that, in those events, like I'd be able to, you know, kind of like, you know, really help people and share our story and things like that. So anyway, um, just figured I'd share that with you guys. So if you, got, you guys found value in this, do me a favor, leave a review and a rating on the podcast. It would be extra. I, I, I notice everyone. I read them all, by the way. It's not like I just, you know, say, hey, leave a review and a rating because it's fun, right? Like I actually, I actually read them. It makes it, it makes us, makes me doing this, uh, like makes me want to keep doing this. Um, so if you have been finding value in this podcast, like sincerely, leave a review and a rating. It lets me know like what I'm saying is helping you. Um, if you don't leave a review and a rating, like I have no feedback. I mean, I don't know what's good, what's not. I'm just like talking to the grass and the pet store over here. Um, but if this is helpful, leave a review and a rating. Just drop down right now. Take five. Those like three minutes that you take to write that review um, gives me like days worth of like days worth of like breath in my lungs. Uh, sincerely, it's like the number one thing that uh, that I look forward to is getting those reviews. Well, anyway, it was amazing spending time with all of you today, and um, appreciate you listening. And we'll talk to you all soon, and see you in the next episode. Thanks. Thank you.